Boom! There what it up, is. ladies it took a and gents? Second or two longer than usual. It's Monday. We all That's got why. goals. We all got goals, but this guy helps goals be stopped. What? What the Stop heck is going way. on here? Are we, are we stopping <laughs> goals from happening today? Let's find out more. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, <laughs> time for James to drop oh, yeah. in that fire. There it is. All right, business pros. Before we jump into the show, a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded business professionals find value from our guests as we rise in the podcast rankings. We'll really love you for it. Appreciate it. Follow us at Business Bros Pod. We are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. Having played in the United Soccer League for over eight years and winning the award for Goalkeeper of the Year in 2015, you can bet that our guest today knows a thing or two about having a competitive edge. His insatiable drive, his relentless work ethic, and his determination to succeed culminate not only in one championships, but also in his desire to be at the top of his game in business too. Soccer has been a huge part of our guest's life, all his life and his passion for the sport led him to start a company that is more than just gloves and apparel. It's a chance to give goalkeepers at every level a voice to share their stories, to learn from one another and to motivate each other's to shared success. We can't be happier to share his story with you all today. Joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome to the show. Brandon Miller. I mean, I'm not sure I've ever had an intro like that before. I'm not even a soccer game. I mean, I've had announcers with me for like the past 12, 15 years. I don't think I've ever had an intro that fire before. Boom! <laughs> well, then oh, I gave it a, uh, a 10. A 10. You can, can give that. Ten. You can give that one to your announcers and just have them read that for you next time. I, I honestly probably will. Maybe I'll just hire you to be my hype man. I, you know what? I got you. <laughs> I'll just walk around behind you and, you know, repeat the, the script every every time you walk into a room. Yeah, man. Joining. Brandon, uh, I want to know a little bit about your soccer career, man. My daughter, uh, I, I knew nothing about soccer. And then all of a sudden she's like, Dad, I want to play soccer. And I was like, all right, cool. She's been at it for uh, about four or five years now. Uh, she plays in a club league. I finally learned what offsides means, like, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> What's it like growing up all soccer? Uh, I mean, it was it was one of those things where it just like I found something I was, I was good at and it kind of just grew from there. I started when I was like five years old. My dad got me into the game and you know, he passed away probably when I was like six, six or seven. And so I kind of feel like it was always something I wanted to do because, you know, that was something we shared when, when I was younger. Um, you know, I kind of want to make him proud in that aspect. But it's like. 
it was something I was always good at. I tried other sports and I was decent at them. You know, I'm a decent athlete, but soccer was just one of the one of those things that I kind of excelled at. So I stuck with that, and you know, it's gotten to me where I am today. How 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 did how far did you take it? What what, what was your career like in in the soccer space? Um, still ongoing. Um, but you know, I just finished up my ninth season actually on Saturday. Um, and so I went from playing youth soccer at a pretty high level to playing you know, a division one university here in North Carolina, and then just straight into the USL. Um, and I've been in, in, in the USL second division of, of the United States for two, nine seasons now, uh, heading into my 10th year in 2021. Damn! All right, that's pretty competitive. Okay, so if you're if you're playing, uh, if if you're playing at a high level, if you continue to keep playing, why turn around and start a business in the same space? What what was the what was the thought process there? So I was just thinking about like, so I went to went to University of North Carolina Wilmington. I graduated with a marketing degree, so I've always had an interest in in business. And so then. Right around 2016, um, I had just signed with this pretty big goalkeeping goalkeeper glove brand in the United States, and they have a, they have a ton of goalkeepers at every level: MLS, USL, college, every every single level. And so, um, I signed with them, and I was really excited about that. And then, like halfway through 2016, I was like, you know, I'm not really they're not really marketing me the way I want them to market me. They're not, you know, they're not really putting my name out there the way I thought it would be put out there. And I'm like, well, who else is going to do it better than me? Right. And so I have this interest in business. I want to be marketed better. And I just, you know, I've always had an interest in growing something. So I was like, all right, well, let's let's look into growing your own goalkeeper glove brand and see how that goes. And, you know, to be honest, I kind of dove in head first, didn't really do the research I needed to, didn't get all the information I needed to. But, you know, it's it's gone from an, an idea and in September 2016 to a full fledged business in 2020 and, and still growing. So. Uh, it's something I'm really proud of, and, and I'm looking forward to continuing its growth. You're competing with, I mean, naturally you're used to competing, obviously, right, because of the sport. But you're competing when it comes to developing a product like that. You're competing with some big brands. You're competing with the Nikes of the world, the Under Armors of the world. What was your mindset going into this, knowing that you didn't have the kind of money they did to market to grow? Well, I think that's that was a huge part of it for me is is, is the money aspect. I grew up a uh, single family, single mom household. You know, she worked worked very hard to to provide for me and my sister. But you know, in a single family household, sometimes decisions have to be made. And you know, soccer is an expensive sport in the United States. And so, goalkeeper gloves are, are are nothing different than any other you know piece of equipment for any other sport. Like it, it tends to get pricey. And especially when you're looking at the Nikes, the Adidas, the Royces, the the higher in goalkeeper glove brands that typically charge 100, 150, even $200 for some gloves sometimes. And so in a, in a single parent household, that's not really something you can do. And so I, I remember always having to choose between, hey, maybe the $100 pair of gloves or the two for 60, you know, that, that are available. And sometimes those weren't necessarily the most quality pair of gloves uh, on offering. So I, my thought process was, hey, I wanna be able to reach those goalkeepers too and give them the quality that they can feel confident in because you know it's a, it's more of a mental thing but being a goalkeeper when you step on the field and you know your your equipment's not as good as the the, the other goalkeeper on the other side of the field or you know the other field players like you you kind of have a you don't have that edge that you want and so I wanted to provide young goalkeepers you know I wanted to bridge that gap uh, provide a quality pair of goalkeeper gloves at a price point where you know almost everyone can afford it and so that's that's that was my goal going into it and you know, it's it's been pretty successful so far, and we're still 
tinkering with things to, to build it even further. But you've 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 gone beyond that though. Like you you've created a product that is affordable for sure. But then you started to build uh, something around that brand, right? So what you talked about right there, I, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs also go through that. You know, when you step on the field, and it's funny. I always felt, and I, I would, and you know, I'm I'm like five eleven. I'm not like short. I'm not super tall. Um, I'm taller than James. That's for Whatever. sure. Right. But, <laughs> but even, even amongst my peers, you know, I was, I was at that, I was at that height where I was, I was, you know, a little, a little above normal. And no matter what, when I stepped onto a field, whether it was playing baseball or playing football, I always had that little guy syndrome. Maybe it was cause the color of my cleats or because of the, the, you know, the, the gloves that I was wearing or the bag that I was carrying. I always felt like I had that imposter syndrome. Like I'm not good enough to be there. You took your brand and not only created a product, but you're building an identity around it. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing that. Uh, because, you know, that really came from, I realized probably after the first year, it just, it can't just be about gloves. And I, I didn't want it to originally be just about gloves. And I realized like it, it can't just be about gloves. Like I work with youth goalkeepers on the coaching side as well. And I realized they need so much more than just gloves. Right. They need they need the mental aspect of the, of the game, which is why I do a lot of these these podcast interviews on, on my own podcast. Um, I've got the, the blog, which has done a lot of interviews with professional goalkeepers, international goalkeepers, co goalkeeper coaches to give these kids an idea of what it's like, what it takes to reach this level and what the path is like to get to that level. Right. Because like, you can have a quality pair of goalkeeper clubs, but if you don't have the if you don't have the work ethic, if you don't have the mindset to get to this level, then there's there's not much you can do to be successful i mean you can you can you can have all the talent in the world but there's so much more that goes into it and so i wanted to build a brand around that 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 kind of conveys confidence that kind of conveys that that necessary you know work ethic that you need to reach the highest levels and so you know i wanted to build something around the obviously the goalkeeper gloves are the focus but to give the, the goalkeepers the all the all the things that they need beyond just the goalkeeper gloves to help them be successful you got a degree in marketing, um, and then you started a business going up against some titans. Uh, what was it that helped you really fine tune and identify your your uh, ideal clients? Like when you're when you're trying to figure out who they were um, to kind of create something to sell to them. Uh, what kind of questions were you asking yourself? What kind of people were you were you looking? Because you could have gone in all kinds of different directions. You could have you went on the on the end to try to you know you described who they were, but you could have gone the complete opposite end. You could have gone for the guy that was making you know a lot of money that's willing to throw down 100, 200 bucks for a pair of gloves. Uh, why go the route that you did? Well, I kind of had to realize like who I am as a person and, and what I want, what I looked for when I was younger, and then I kind of like I I talked to a lot of different people. Um, I, like I said, I work with a lot of youth goalkeepers as well. So I had conversations with them, their parents, you know, what exactly they're looking for, what what makes them decide between, you know, this X company versus the, the larger company. Uh, and so my focus was more so, you know, who am I, who do I want this brand to be? And then who do I want to reach? And, and a lot of the conversations I had was more so with people who were looking for an alternative, right? Uh, and I think that's, that's the way the, the glove business is shifting. Um, a lot of people see, even when Nike or Adidas put out new gloves these days, you know, there's still issues with those gloves, right? So you can buy a $150 pair of gloves that that may or may not rip, or you can you can support a more local brand, a smaller brand, a brand that's more intimate, you know, that's going to give you better customer service. Like that's one thing I pride myself on as a customer service, and that's a lot of the feedback I get, right? I love to get, you know, to be in contact with every single person that that 
buys from me that even heads to our website like those are those are the little things and so those are the little things i chose to focus on um to you know try and give these these customers an option a better option than say one of these larger companies so when you when you step on the field uh there are a number of things that can happen on the field you can get exhausted you can get injured you can fall behind as a team and there's always adversities that you need to overcome uh from a competitive standpoint from a business standpoint uh when you got into business what were some of those obstacles that you faced and and how'd you overcome them oh man the list there is, is very long. <laughs> um, say, hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'll try and give you like, the, like a few of them. But in the very beginning, it was for the big obstacle for me was just I just didn't do a lot of research. Like I said before, I didn't I didn't do enough research. And like one, you see the logo that I have now. I went it took me six months to get to get to this logo. And it was literally the last logo that I looked at um, before I made a decision. I went through two or three different graphic designers. I went through two or three different websites. And so I was just, I was burning a lot of cash, right? That first year I spent a lot of money. I wasted a lot of money on things that I could have, I could have, you know, prevented if I had just done a bit more research, done a bit more work ahead of time instead of, you know, rushing into things. And so that's kind of, <clears throat> that's one of the biggest lessons I learned. And I'm kind of still learning, but um, I, I'd say that the, the second biggest thing I, I learned was, you know, I'm I'm kind of one of I'm one of those people that I want to do. I feel very confident in my abilities, and I want to I want things done the way that I want them done. And so I try to do everything. And what what I've what I've realized more recently is like I have to be able to outsource a lot of things, and I have to be able to trust that the the people that are doing what I'm asking are going to be able to get it done at the level that I want it. Right, so it's it's kind of taking a step. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> and and getting a little hands off because it's uh, I can't I can't do everything um, as much as I want to and so just realizing like I, certain things can be outsourced and they can get done at at a high level as well and it doesn't put so much on my plate where I can really focus on the things that I need to focus on instead of you know some of the social media stuff that I don't I don't need to be doing that every single day I can uh, put that energy towards other things that will help grow the business even more. So what do you what do you what would you say is your current major struggle? What obstacle standing in your way right now that every time you look at your whiteboard or every time you look down at your phone or your journal, whatever, you're like, this one thing is plaguing me. I need to overcome it. Uh, that's I mean, cus customer acquisition is is always a tough one. Um, you know, I I have a good customer base, but just growing that base so that I can then expand the business, um, you know, to the level that I want it is is probably the biggest struggle right now. Just you know, growing your email list or growing your social media following or, you know, just gaining, gaining the, the customer that you need and then retaining that customer. So customer acquisition, customer retention are those big things that I'm really focusing on right around right now. That's a, that, you know, it's funny. James and I have been going through uh, Russell Brunson's dot-com secrets. You know who Russell Brunson is? He's the ClickFunnels guy. Oh yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, so we we've been we've been really uh, trying to hone in on the same type of thing because I think that's one of the biggest struggles that that a lot of businesses go through, right? The customer acquisition. They spend a lot of time on their product. They may know their particular skill set. They've been in their industry for a number of years, but the thing that they struggle with most is how do I get in front of new people? 
How do I get in front of, uh, how do I show them what I have to offer? I have a great product. I have a great service, but how do I get in front of them? So what are some of the strategies and tactics you've already implemented and what kind of results have you seen from them? Uh, so the big thing for me in terms of just focusing on growing my email list is just uh, different offerings on my website. Like where, when you come to the website, discount offerings or, you know, the offerings to, to join the blog. Cause I, I you know, I, I update pretty regularly the blog, the, the YouTube channel um, and the podcast. So offering people little discounts here and there to, to try and, you know, get them to subscribe to our, our brand so then they can, you know, stay aware of all the all the offerings that we have, all the different updates that we have, while also giving them a little bit of a discount on some of the products so that they can see the quality of our products. Um, and then just doing things like this, coming coming on, on your podcast and, and talking business. Um, obviously, you've got a, a wide fan base that, that uh, hopefully can can show some interest in, in our products and our website and, and just see what we have to offer. A lot of potential for aggressive expansion. What a movie, by the way. What that a was a great movie. film, huh? <laughs> yeah. Top three all time for me and, and his performance in that. Yeah. I really love it. Oh, his performance is amazing. What about the new Joker real quick, side tangent? What about the, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix version? I'll be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't that high on it. I just... I mean, after that performance, and not saying Joaquin Phoenix wasn't great, it was it was a good movie. It was just different. It was just different for me. I'll mm-hmm. say that. I, I'll agree with you, dude. I, I one of my biggest uh, hiccups with that because Joker's my favorite villain of all time, right? And so one of my biggest hiccups was like you made him too real. Uh, you know, you you made him <laughs> like I can bump into that guy on the bus at some point in my life, and that kind of made me a little like eh, I don't know. Like at least at least the uh, the uh, the other didn't, version didn't that just make it scarier though? Yeah, it did. It did for sure. It did for sure. I think that was just you saw a different side of Joker that some people just didn't want to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was definitely something you didn't want to see. All right. Well, I want I want to kind of go back to uh, to being able to to grow and, and find new customer base. Um, one of the things James and I have been talking a lot about is is uh, having lead banks and introducing a value ladder. Like, what are the different things and different options that we're offering our client base? Uh, and then how do we get them first into our ecosystem and then help them ascend through a value ladder? Help them help them grow. Uh, what, uh, and, and I'm going to dig a little bit deeper here. So maybe, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see if I hit any walls as I ask these questions, but, uh, what are the different types of products or services that you're offering, uh, that you can, uh, potentially even give away as far as techniques, trainings, uh, that sort of stuff. I think that's the thing that I'm, you know, going to look at in the next, you know, now it's the off season, I have a bit more time in the next couple of months is, the, the different offerings that I can get that just give away for free, right? Uh, and, you know, I do a lot of goalkeeper training. We do a lot of goalkeeper training videos, things like that. Um, just being more specific with the, with what we offer to, to reach different audiences that may be interested in handling technique versus diving technique, little things like that, putting little things like that out on offering consistently to draw in more people. Cause a lot of, if I look at like, if I look at my blog and I look at some of the most looked at, um, blog posts a lot of it is just simple stuff like how to take care of my goalkeeper gloves or like what type of goalkeeper gloves should i buy what's best for me right and so a lot of it a lot before i was focusing more so on you know how do i get this famous goalkeeper this this goalkeeper in this top league or whatever it's and a lot of it at the basic like the root of it you know youth soccer they may not know these big names but they know that they want to play goalkeeper but they have no clue 
what or how to pick goalkeeper gloves. And so those are those are some of the things I want to focus more so on on like the basic things of thinking more so like a um, you know like a parent of a ten year old who's just getting into the game. Like what what are some of the questions that I'm going to ask uh, to try and get my goalkeeper started in, in goalkeeping and then trying to answer those questions and you know draw them into our website to to get interested. This is my. This is where my creative mind works. So, uh, for me, when I'm thinking about your particular product or service, I'm thinking about who the end user is, uh, and it's not so much mom and dad. The end user tends to be that ten year old kid, or I'm assuming, just because you said ten year old, right? I'm assuming that the age group that you're looking for is in this youth range. So it's probably somewhere between ten and and you know twenty years old, that younger age, uh, youth sports age. So if it was me. I would, I would, um, I think you have part of your, uh, your, your ideal customer already mixed in. The other part is what are they doing when they're not playing soccer? Right. And so if you're thinking if, if this is a 10 year old kid, think about like when, when I was growing up, if I, every time I watched my own TV shows now, now you know how old I am. Cause I didn't watch YouTube. That didn't exist. I was watching TV. Right. So I would watch my TV shows and every time every, every I mean, it's a 30 minute show and it probably had like five commercial breaks. And in between every single one of those commercial breaks, they weren't commercials designed for my parents. They were commercials designed for my kids, for us. Right. So that we're like, Ooh, I want that toy, whatever it was. And then we go and hit mom and dad up for this particular thing. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, if, if you're thinking about what to target in the off season, maybe you survey the kids that are out and about in the field and just ask casual questions or bring it up with them. What games are they playing? Well, who's their favorite YouTubers? You know, who are they, who are they interested in at this particular moment in time? And then take your content that you already have your offers and present it in a way so that they want to use these particular cool things. So when you're getting that individual to wear the glove or you're teaching them a little something, now that particular piece of content when you create your ads for that is targeted specifically in front of the people who you are, who are going to be your end users. Cause you know, what's going to happen is once, once they see it over and over again, or, you know, or, or at least they see that this is a possibility, they're going to be like, mom, I need gold. I need goalkeeper gloves. And then they're going to be like, well, where do I get them at? Boom. And now, now you're in that ecosystem. Uh, I have this, uh, this like vision for a commercial where like this one kid kicks the ball so hard that it like catches on fire and goes through the goalpost. And then the other kid comes up and he's got his prime focus gloves and he boom blocks the next shot. Boom. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was thinking of uh, the old commercial for Crossfire. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that okay. was where I was at. So what do you think? Oh, Brandon? What, do you, what do you think of that sort of stuff? So I think, I know, I think that's a great idea. So then my question to you would be, you know, you talk, we talk about TV. So how things have shifted now into, into social media, because that's a, that's a lot of what I look at now is like thinking about being a 10 to 12 year old, like they're always on the phone, right? You're always on Instagram, mm -hmm. you're always on Twitter, you're always on, on Facebook, you're also on the social media, TikTok, all those other things. So YouTube. it's like, how do exactly, how do we, how do I transition from, you know, mainly just marketing through emails and, and doing those blasts into paid social media putting in you know interesting clips like i see I'll, I'll be on my own social media all the time and i'll see different glove brands you know marketing different things like the stickiness of their gloves or you know a goalkeeper flying around over over a, a park bench or something doing something crazy that's not realistic for goalkeeping but it, it, it catches the eye right it gets it's good kids attention so it's like how do i make something unique but also something that's going to you know, catch the eye of, of the, that 10 to 12 year old while they're on that phone with six, seven hours out of the day.
Yeah. So, so that's that. And that's the tricky question. Here's, here's the thing I've learned uh, most recently in, in trying to apply this to the marketing side, everybody's feed is unique to them. So what you see on your feed and what's constantly coming up on your feed is different than what's coming up on your, uh, your, your teammates feed, even though you're both soccer players, uh, what he spends his time on uh, and what he stops scrolling on and what he clicks on is way different than what you click on and even each individual kid on your on your uh, team is going to have a different feed but they tend to be around the same type of uh i, I guess we call them influencers right whether they're youtubers or instagrammers or whatever it's going to be so the cool thing about it is uh when it comes to like facebook marketing and 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 targeted ads is you get to literally target who you want so you can you can narrow down the age of the users you can narrow down geographically where you want them to be you can uh select the ones who are interested in uh in what are the kids playing right now uh among us is one of the games they're playing right now they're playing um they're playing Fortnite right now right so you can narrow down to have your content show up within a small geographical area uh with kids who have interest in soccer who also play among us who you know what i mean like you, now you're starting to fine tune that laser focus and instead of spend, spending ad spend uh on just randomly you know people who are just searching for one particular thing now you're putting your ad in front of them now you can also go on the on the click per uh on the on the CPC route, right? The cost per click. And that's more intent search. That's like Google search type stuff uh, and go after your keywords. Or you can put them in, in YouTube and make them show up in front of the targeted audience that you want. So for example, if the kids are watching, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, the kid that, that my, my kids love to watch. He's got a British accent and he plays video games. I don't know what it is, but you can pay to have uh, your ads. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bunch of <laughs> You can pay to have your ads show up in front of these guys. Um, and, and it's just targeting a little bit differently. And you can even upload your email list that you already have into Facebook and create what's called a lookalike audience. So you're going to have your ad show up in front of the people who's already on your email list and other people who are like them. So maybe you have the, it's, it's like parents, uh, with, with multiple children under the age of 15 and that sort of stuff. So it's very, very targeted in what you're, in what you're going after. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, doing some some strategies like that? Yeah, that's those are the conversations I've been having over the last month because, I, you know, for the past in 2019, I did I just randomly did a lot of uh, social media marketing, whether it was Facebook, whether it was Instagram. And I feel like I, I threw away a lot of money there because it wasn't as targeted like you thought. It wasn't it wasn't as targeted as as I as I needed it to be. And I just didn't have a lot of knowledge on it. I was just throwing the money at it and hoping to see. Uh, results from it and so i have i have some friends who work in, in the the ad space and we've been having those conversations and now we're working towards something a lot more targeted like you said you know, uploading that email list so that i can get a lookalike audience that's going to be more uh, you know like what i'm what i already have and so i think those are those are definitely going to be positives for me it's just something i gotta i have to continue building out you know i don't want to uh, I don't want to waste. I don't want to continue wasting money. I've been from 2019 to 2020. I've been I've been very good at cutting costs in order to in, increase the profit margin. And I've done. You know, I'm I'm in a good place right now, and I want to continue that. But I realize I have to start spending more money on that marketing. I just want it to be in the right place. Dude, and it's a never-ending battle, right? At least you're taking the baby steps in the right direction. What's yeah. the ultimate vision? What do you see going down the road, down the home stretch? Where What is the end game for this for this particular business? Uh, you know, I have that conversation with myself daily. Uh, I go back and forth because 
uh, I have I have a lot of interest. Uh, I can I can say that. So I have to I have to battle with myself to to like I, I say it all the time on 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 our social media. Stay focused. Right? I have to I have to battle with myself and staying focused on what I need to do to build this brand because I I do have a vision for it. And I do think that it can be something bigger. It can turn into a much larger business that. I could run full time if I wanted to, um, and that's something where I feel like if I put in the work now, I think I can get that done and start moving in the right direction. So in the next year, two years, where I have, you know, maybe I retire from soccer and I start doing this full time, like it, it's a seamless transition from the field um, uh, into into the business world, hundred percent. But I think um, short term, I just want to start. I want to continue the expansion, the growth that that we've we showed in 2020, and then long term, and in, in, you know, in the next five years, I want it to be a full time business where I'm. I need to expand internationally. Um, I want to continue to expand in the, in the U.S. market. We we you know we have consistent customers in a number of states. I'd say at least 10 to 10 to 15. Now I want to I want to expand to where we're reaching. You know, at least. 75 80 percent of the united states on a consistent basis and so that's going to take a lot of work on on my end and in terms of marketing and, and in terms of continued you know continued quality content that we put out but that over over the next you know few months few years i think that's something that we're going to we're going to target focus follow one course until successful I've always heard uh, always heard that saying. I thought it was it's brilliant. I mean, any anything whether it's uh, right now, James and I, for example, we're, we're really big on that digital marketing space. How I mean, how do we acquire a customer that doesn't yet know who we are? And so we've been building as much content as we possibly can, and we're doing the same thing that you're going through, and we're trying to do the same uh, the same strategy. Follow one course until successful. Really narrow down, get like niche down into who it is that we're after, and then. How do we get in front of them? Tell them what it is we do. I think you're doing great things, Brandon. You're crushing it in this space. Uh, I mean, you even if it took you six months to develop your logo, it's simple. It's it's focused. You know exactly what it's what's going on with with everything that you're up to. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Before we head out, can you tell people how they can get a hold of you uh, if they want more information? Uh, make sure you say it like uh, verbally for our listening audience. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh for the, from the business standpoint, you can head to our website, www.primefocusgoalkeeping.com. Uh, you can check out our blog, YouTube channel. The podcast is up there as well. And we have a contact page. You can fill out the form. And, you know, I answer pretty quick. I handle all that. So we've got our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Prime Focus GK. Uh, and then my personal uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Brandon Miller on Brandon Miller, excuse me, Brandon Miller, uh, 33 on Facebook and then D-V-O-T-W-O-S-I-X on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I, I respond on either one and I love having conversations with with anyone who wants to talk goalkeeping, wants to talk business. So, you know, feel free to reach out and, and we, can, we can have a chat. Oh, Brandon, thanks a lot, man. Uh, really had fun getting to know you. I wish you much success here in the future. Uh, anything, any last minute stuff you want to you wanna say before we head out? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I, you know, I wish you guys all, all the success. I'll definitely continue following you guys and, and keep listening to these episodes. Hopefully we brought you some value today and uh, listening audience, hopefully we brought you guys some value. Make sure you guys uh, give us a follow. We're at Business Bros Pod on all our social media. Rate, subscribe, review. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate every single one of you who listen, who tune into our live broadcast. Anything, uh, Ham, any last minute stuff? Nope. That's it. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Bye-bye. 
and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.